At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And if my voice sounds a little chipper on this show, is because I am a very excited New York Rangers fan and a very excited New York Rangers backer in terms of being a better on the New York Rangers. Boy. The Stanley Cup playoffs have just been incredible. They're so much better right now than the NBA playoffs have been to this point. And I, we're going towards a very good NBA finals that I hope is going to be so competitive. I'd love it to go seven, two teams that I think are extremely close to each other. That'll get tipped off on Thursday night. But to this point, there's no argument. The Stanley Cup playoffs have been far superior to the NBA playoffs. And... This game, well, first of all, the first game of the Western Conference Finals on Tuesday night did not disappoint with all of those goals being scored. And then the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals did not disappoint either. I lost on the under on this game, hit on the Rangers, lost on the under. No, I did not do the alternate puck line like I did the last time in game seven against Carolina, uh, just the plus 105 on the money line. But Lost on the under. I thought this was going to be a very low-scoring game with two elite goaltenders in Igor Shesterkin and Andre Vasilevsky. And the Rangers, early on in the first minute of the game, get a goal off of a bad Tampa Bay turnover. And that was the story of the night. Tampa was sloppy. The answer of rest versus rust versus rhythm was answered here in this game. Tampa clearly looked like a team that has not played in a while. While the Rangers, coming off their best game of the playoffs in Game 7 against Carolina, played their now best game of the playoffs here in this Game 1 victory over Tampa. They take a 1-0 lead early. Madison Square Garden is absolutely rocking. And then Tampa ties it up. Well, what are you going to do? Can't keep the defending champs down long. But then the Rangers go up once again, only to see that lead dissipate. But then the fight that this team has shown really emerged 
when Philip Heedle scored not once but twice to take back the lead and extend the lead. It was the Rangers getting a goal early, 30 seconds into the third period, scoring on the power play later in the period. This was as good of a game as you could have asked for for the New York Rangers, who right now are clicking on all cylinders. And we talked about this team for a while, and I wasn't being a homer. I truly believed that they had everything that you could ask for in a champion. They had the ingredients, right? If you're trying to, you're trying to cook up a championship team, what are the ingredients you need? You need star players. Rangers got a couple of them. You need veteran leadership. Rangers got some of that. You need youth. The Rangers got a lot of it. And you need elite goaltending. They absolutely have that. And solid head coaching. And they absolutely have that. The one thing that they don't have is prior experience. Barclay Goudreau is the only player on the Rangers that has cup experience. And those came in the two Stanley Cup wins the past two seasons with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But this team right now is playing as good as it's played all season. And you want to talk about a team that's getting hot at the right time? That's the New York Rangers. Now, game two, this is going to be interesting. How does Tampa Bay respond? How do they mentally cope with this loss and bounce back in a game two knowing that the Rangers have home ice advantage in this series? And they just allowed more goals in this game than they did in the entire previous series against the Florida Panthers. If they lose this game, they're down 0-2. While the series is not over, but they are down 0-2 against a team that is clicking and getting hot at the right time. And can you now win four out of the next five games knowing that you're going to have to win one on the road at the Garden and you got to beat that hot goaltender in Igor Shesterkin. This is the most important game of the series. And, of course, Tampa comes into it with what? Uh, a, 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 bajillion to, to, a bajillion straight wins after a loss? You know, yes, they have the incredible record that goes back multiple seasons now of having a, a winning streak after a playoff loss. So they are the best bounce-back team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They lose a playoff game. The next game, they always win. This one is going to be tough for the Rangers to deal with that. You know you're probably going to get the Lightning's best punch in this game. But if you can win this, defend home ice. That's got to be your mentality. Defend home ice. Well, the chances of you winning this series are just going to skyrocket. And yes, you could lose both games in Tampa. But if you're the Rangers, all you have to be thinking about is win every home game. That's it. You've got 
the home ice advantage. There are six games left potentially in this series, and it's split three and three between the Garden and Tampa. And you've already won one game. You only need to win three. They got to win four. As long as you win your home games, you're going to the Stanley Cup final. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Western Conference Finals will resume with uh, what is probably going to be another over. And after watching, you know, this game here between the Rangers and the Lightning, I don't know if my opinion changes on, like, the total of this series. So, yeah, it was a great game. They played over. I still think I'd actually lean under in game two, if we're being honest. But there's no way that I could play an under in this Avalanche Oilers series. The total is up to seven and a half, which is exactly what we said it was going to do. It opened up at seven, but it was heavily juiced to the over, and you knew it wasn't going to stay at seven. The question that we've been asking is, does it ever get to eight? You know, everyone's going to bet the over. And maybe in this game, it holds at seven and a half. But if that game goes over once again, the books are going to have a real question to ask themselves going into game three. And that is, do we hang an eight up and run the risk of everyone hammering the under. But this series, with the goaltending, with the defense, it is an over series. And I would not bet an under in any of these games. I just wouldn't. You'd have to start to give me an eight to consider it. Even like when I see the live totals that are so high, I have no interest in the unders. No interest in that series whatsoever. And as far as who's going to win, yeah, I favor Colorado. Obviously, off the game one win, but at home, they are just so, so good. And even if Edmonton, let's say Colorado wins game two, they take a 2-0 lead, even if Edmonton wins both, at home, I, I just can't see the Oilers getting a win in Colorado. The Avalanche have been so good on home ice. They're minus 180 for this game. It's a big line. I'll tell you where the advantage is, though, in this series, if there is any where, where it comes to betting, is to take a look at the puck line in every game. With the amount of goals that both of these teams score... I don't think we're going to see a one-goal game in this series. I think you're going to see multi-goal leads and empty nets. I don't think we see an overtime game, and I don't think we see a one-goal finish. So I think you can bet the goal line in every game of that series because of the amount of scoring that you're going to get. Whereas in the Rangers-Lightning, you know, I, I, would it shock you if we have a 2-2 game going to overtime in one of these games? Uh, a 3-2 finish in regulation? A 2-1 finish in regulation? Not with those goaltenders. Not with the way those teams play defense. But, hey, Rangers got to be feeling really good about themselves after the way that they played here in game one. As far as the Avalanche, they'll look to roll here in game two. 
and take a two games to none series lead. Coming up next, we'll get more into this Stanley Cup playoff action. And at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Jim McNeil, our very own at Digital Gambler on Twitter. He's going to break down what he, what he has seen so far in these Stanley Cup playoffs, how Tampa's going to respond off of that game one loss, and how impressed he was by the Rangers' victory, and just how many goals are we going to see between Colorado and Edmonton in this playoff series? I have a feeling we might be threatening the all-time record for most goals in a playoff series. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths, 3 milligrams for a fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network here to continue the Stanley Cup playoff conversation is our very own hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil, who you follow on Twitter at Digital Gambler. Andy, what did you make of the Rangers performance here against the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, full, full credit to the Rangers. Um, they came out, they scored an early goal. Uh, I really thought that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning kind of took over the the rest of the first period after that, uh, and, and of course they tied it up. But uh, New York came out with a, a purpose in the in the second period and, and really took over the game from there. And Igor Shesterkin was uh, was great once again. Uh, we probably won't see uh, too many performances like that out of Andre Vasilevsky. Maybe the maybe a bit of rust there. 
from him for you know being off eight days. Um, but uh, I, I don't expect to see him him have too many performances like that going forward. Was this the best game of the playoffs for the New York Rangers? Yeah, it, it has to be. I mean, given the the opponent, they played they played some pretty good games against Carolina, but the Lightning are a, a totally different beast, and um, you know they're not playing third and second string goaltenders anymore like mm-hmm. they did in round one and round two. And um, I, I I was a little bit surprised by the offensive outburst. I think the Rangers are, you know, I don't think they, they they've been a, an average offensive team. So uh, for them to be the, the first team to, to get that many goals past Andre Vasilevsky in the playoffs in, in quite some time, uh, it's a little bit surprising. You got to imagine they're going to see Tampa's best punch here in game two. How much stock do you put into Tampa's record of winning games after a playoff loss? I put a lot of stock into it. Uh, I mean, and I think the the market does too. That's why you haven't seen any real price movement uh, toward the Rangers, even though they, they won by a a big margin. Um, You know, this, the Lightning team, if, if anything, they're uh, a mature group. They've they've been in every situation at this point, um, you know. And for most, for the most part, this is this, the roster is intact uh, for the last last few years, and uh, they're not as they're not as deep as they, they were uh, a year ago or two years ago. But um, you know, we we saw them make adjustments uh, against the Maple Leafs. They lost. Five nothing in game one uh, of that first round series, and uh, I'm sure they'll make some uh, some adjustments uh, going into game two. And, and Vasilevsky, I mean, he's he's I'm gonna guess he's his own biggest critic, so he's probably uh, he's probably seething and, and ready to get back in that crease for game two. You know, going into this series, I felt that the Western Conference Finals was an over series. The Eastern Conference Finals was an under series. Played the under five and a half. Obviously, it lost here in game one. But what do you make of the five and a half total here for game two? Would you lean over or under? I I mean, I don't really have a a strong opinion on it either way. I think it's a a fair price. I, I don't think we're going to see... Um, you know, eight plus goals in, in, in games very often throughout this series. I think you're going to see, uh, you know, some, some three, two and some four, two hockey games. So I am probably a little bit lower than that. If, uh, if we get the goaltending duel that we thought we were going to get, but I don't really have a strong opinion on the total either way. I took the lightning for a smaller bet, um, at around minus 125, just a half unit play. Had a, had a small or a big enough edge to, to justify doing that. Obviously, that's a, a loser. I don't have them in the series. So uh, move on to see what happens uh, in terms of the, the market movement uh, on, on game day of, of game two. Western Conference Finals game two on Thursday night after the scoring barrage that we saw in game one. Total has moved up to seven and a half. And if this game goes over again, Andy, do you think there's any way the books would consider hanging an eight number on the board? I mean, I'm I'm seeing at the at the v, on the Beeson NHL odds page, uh, you know, they've got one, two, three, they've got eight eight sports books here, and they've all got seven over minus thirty five, minus forty. So I think that's pretty much the the consensus price out there, and. Um, I, you know, they, they moved to seven and a half 
consensus across the board before before moving to eight. But I mean, if if this happens again, and you know, especially if they get anywhere close to the the fourteen goals that they they scored in game one, then you know, you you never know. Uh, this is a different NHL. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you you know all about the dead puck era. And uh, you probably grew up with that like I did. So um, it's a lot different than the hockey that, that we grew up with. But, um, you know, I'm, 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 I tend to be somebody, you know, uh, that, that whenever things stray too far from expectations, I, you know, I kind of lean on the side of it being a, an aberration or a bit of a, an anomaly or whatever, um, you know, randomness, but, uh, it seems like as long as the the Oilers are in the playoffs, all bets are off as far as uh, you know the, the the maximum total goals that we can see in a game. <laughs> but you know, Calgary and Edmonton they they exploded in Game One, um, and and things settled down somewhat in that series. We didn't see you know thirteen fourteen goal games every time out. So I imagine things will settle down here. Uh, with Colorado, an interesting uh, you know note from from Game One is the the Oilers um, generated around thirty five, thirty six shots uh, on goal in that game. The the Avalanche have averaged uh, about twenty six shots against uh, throughout the playoffs here. So that was actually the the most shots they've faced in the game, and it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Edmonton can do that when they're not trailing by by three or four goals. <laughs> Would you expect Edmonton to go to Koskinen in net to start game two over Mike Smith? No, I don't. I mean, they, 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 you know, they've gone back to Smith each time that they've had to, to pull him here in the playoffs. And I think they're well aware of what kind of goaltender Smith is. He's going to have those games, uh, you know, from, from time to time. And you just hope that he has, uh, you know, more good games than bad games. I think, you know, I've been somebody that's obviously been been hard on on Mike Smith uh, over the years. I've I was I thought the Oilers like a lot of other people. I thought they were crazy for for running it back with him mm-hmm. uh, in the off season. But you know, he's a, he's a gamer, man, and and he is a competitive guy. And if you watch enough Oilers hockey, you, you really start to to see that. And um, you know, I think he'll he'll come back in in game two and and really put forth a good effort. Whether or not he'll be able to, you know, help the Oilers get a win that 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 remains to be seen. But um, there's there's some definitely some positives, uh, you know, to take away from the Oilers' performance. That I don't think the game um, was as out of reach as it seemed at times. Um, but they've they've got to uh, they've got a lot of work to do. That's for sure. Who's your con Smythe pick right now? Um, well, obviously it all depends on who's going to win. So if you, you know, if you, if you look at, at the avalanche as the, the favorite here to win the Stanley cup, uh, that I think it's probably Kale McCarr. If, if nothing's changed, he still is the, the team leader in points. McKinnon might have, have passed him, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to come down to McKinnon or McCarr, uh, unless somebody does something, you know, huge, like unless Nazem Kadri, um, just, just keep, you know, start scoring goals at an insane rate and leads the team in goals or something like that. But uh, a defenseman like Kale McCarr, um, you know, if, if he's number one or two in scoring, it's, he's, he's going to garner a lot of votes. It's, uh, you know, the position that he plays and the fact that he can 
play like a forward, uh, you know, whenever he wants, it seems, uh, while, while still being pretty good uh, on the other side of the puck. And, um, I think he's, he's, he's the best or he, he's the, the betting favorite still right now. And, and of course, if, if Tampa Bay or New York wins, it's going to go to the, to the goaltender. And if, if Edmonton wins, it's, it's McDavid all the way. So yeah, <laughs> I think those are, you can, you can pretty much narrow it down to those four or five players right there. I think you're right. Andy, I appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the rest of the Stanley cup playoffs. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Scott. There he is, Andy McNeil, our hockey analytics expert here at VSIN. You follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our very own Matt Humans. I want to get his thoughts on the match. We hit Brady and Rogers to go one up first, minus 150. Winner. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, our senior editor here at VSIN. You read his work on VSIN.com in Point Spread Weekly, and you watch him every day on the edge here on the network. He is Matt Humans. And Matt, let's start in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Pirates sweeping the Dodgers. Maybe LA looking ahead to this matchup with the Mets a little bit over the weekend. I mean, what did you make of those three games? You know, it's interesting, uh, Scott. I, I said after the second game, it was a debacle for the Dodgers. After the sweep, it's a disaster. But, you know, you don't want to overreact. We're two games into a six-month season, and the uh, Dodgers are going to bounce back at some point. But I think they have a lot of deficiencies right now. And I was talking about this with JVT on the show the last couple of days. I watch all the Dodgers games. I got direct TV on 690. I've watched pretty much every game this season. They got a lot of dead wood in that lineup right now. Um, Max Muncy's out, but he's not hitting. Justin Turner's not hitting. Um, Cody Bellinger's not hitting. Freddie Freeman's not hitting home runs. And tonight he came up with uh, bases loaded, no outs, grounded out. He came up with runners on second and third, no outs, grounded out to second, couldn't score the runner. Uh, there's a lot of things the, things the Dodgers are not doing right offensively. And uh, they're lucky that Mookie Betts has caught fire, has been playing like an MVP candidate for the past month. And also, the, the, you just don't have consistency at the top of the rotation right now. Walker Bueller, as uh, times look like he's thrown batting practice recently, and uh, that's been a little bit surprising. Uh, the bullpen, uh, it's okay. But Craig Kimbrell blew a save on uh, the first night mm-hmm. of this uh, Pittsburgh series, and I, I thought he looked. I could tell he didn't have it as soon as he came in. So, you know, we, we heard all the hype. The Dodgers, uh, the greatest team ever built or the greatest team money could buy, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, Dave Roberts saying, we're going to win the World Series this season. Um, they still have a long way to go, and they got some holes right now. And uh, Of course, the Dodgers are going to spend the money to do what they have have to do by July to uh, improve this team. But mm-hmm. I can't tell you that it's a straight look-ahead situation because a lot of times when you come home from a 10-game road trip 
in any sport, you want to fade that team in the first game home. So I thought the Dodgers were not in a really good spot in the first game against the Pirates. But what excuse do you make for the second game and the third game? Yeah. I can't say I look ahead to the Mets. I just think they're playing bad baseball all of a sudden. And, hey, man, that happens sometimes. Well, you know what they say in baseball? Momentum's only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. And in this regard, it's negative momentum. But they got Tony Gonsolin on the hill, who has had a great season thus far. Dodgers are lined up as a minus-160 favorite against the red-hot New York Mets. Any early feeling on this game? Uh, not really, but I'm not laying prices with the Dodgers because when you yep. bet uh, baseball, when a team's on a losing streak, you don't want to, you don't want to start betting that team as a favorite. And like you said, the Mets are hot right now, so uh, you can pretty much uh, throw anybody out there on the mound for the Mets at this point, And I would consider taking the plus price the way off their offense is cranking, and the way the, uh, the Dodgers are really not hitting the ball. So. Uh, I think going into the series right away, it's going to be underdog or pass for me. I'm not going to be stunned if the Dodgers bounce back and start playing better baseball this weekend, but I got to see it first. I'm not laying a buck 60. I'm certainly not laying the prices. The Dodgers were uh, uh, laying the, the past couple of days, 250, 350. Forget about that. Let me give you something that I've, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at. I haven't looked at it really in uh-huh. depth yet, but Starting to look at the Marlins coming off of the doubleheader in Colorado, flying back home to take on the Giants on Thursday night. Sandy Alcantara on the hill could be looking at a first five under here, thinking the Marlins a little sluggish after the doubleheader and coming from Colorado. And you know Alcantara is not going to give up anything more than a run. Uh, do you know that for sure? <laughs> we don't know anything for sure, but <laughs> I think, I think it is, so. I do think it's a good. I think it's a good spot to fade the Marlins. Uh, how many total runs did they score today? It was around thirty. It was close to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you play a doubleheader, your your pitching staff's going to be uh, spent for the moment. At least your bullpen, your starter tomorrow's going to be fine. But your uh, your you just played a doubleheader. You used up a bunch of hits, and uh, you're, you're flying home. I think it is a little bit of a flat spot where I would probably uh, agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, let's uh, talk a little golf here. Uh, did you watch the uh-huh. Did you watch the Brady Rogers thing today at all, or no? Oh yeah, I watched it from start to finish. Um, you know, it helped that the Angels Yankees game got postponed because yes. of weather. I was going to watch that, and when that got postponed, I watched the entire match over at the win. I like those things. I know a lot of people think they're corny. Sometimes I have to hit the mute button because the commentating <laughs> gets a little bit annoying and yes. stuff like that. But I like, I do like to watch the golf. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing especially well most of the day. I was talking about this today on our show because if you watched last year's match on the mountain in Montana, mm-hmm. there were long stretches of that uh, match where Aaron Rodgers carried Bryson DeChambeau. He carried their team. He played better than DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. Today, Rodgers didn't play that great, but uh, Rodgers did sink the putt, clutch putt when he had to to win the tournament. I actually thought all four guys played pretty good golf today, and that was a, that was a damn good match. It went down to the last hole and was one on a birdie putt. I like those things. I did not bet it. I was just entertained by it. I bet it, and I won on the first hole. I made one bet, and it was okay. it was Brady and Rogers to be the first team to go one up. It was at minus one fifty yeah. at stations. Easy winner. 
So I bet that. <laughs> and, I, and they get they won on the first hole. So thank you very much for going one up. Uh, talk to me about the memorial, which gets underway here. Uh, what do we need to know about this course? What do we need to know about this field? <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say here partly. And um, I did hit Sam Burns last week at 30 to 1, so that was nice. Yeah, you did. Burns is one of those guys I've uh, had trouble with a lot of close calls. I couldn't get him in the win column, but finally did. Can we get Will Zalatoris or Cameron Young in the win column, please, <laughs> at some point here? Uh, I'm looking at TD Green players this week, and guess who fits the bill? Well, is he? Leads the tour in TD Green and approach, <laughs> and he's got four top sixes in his last six starts. I like Will. I played him again, 33 to 1. What the hell? Uh, I'm going to play the guy until he wins. And you know what? He's, he's, he's not that far away. He's been very close. Cameron Young's the same thing. If you look at the Tita Green stats, he's been as good as it gets in his last three tournaments. He rested last week, too. And that's a positive. Uh, he's at 35 or 40 to 1. I think I played him 35 at Circa. Also, I played Colin Morikawa last year's runner up in this tournament. And uh, his TD Green precision play should be built for this course. And he played great here last year, like I said. So right now, Morikawa's 23 to 1 at Circa. Get a player of that caliber at that number, I think you have to look at it. And I also played Max Homa. It's his fourth trip here. He tied for six last year. I think he's quietly playing really good golf, very steady in all areas. And uh, uh, Max Homa, 42 to 1. And I played John Rahm, minus 125 over Rory in a matchup. You remember, Scott, last year in this tournament, Rom was up six strokes after the third round. He was the leader by six, and he had to withdraw from the tournament because of COVID. Mm, yes, I do remember that. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on uh, my guy Shane Lowry? What, what do you, you like him yeah. at all? It's funny you mention him because I've got a list here. I've got like eight players on the list, and Lowry's one of the guys okay, good. I have on here. But, you know, I can't bet eight players every week. And I had to narrow it down, and the Lowry was a near miss, but I can't blame me for playing him. Like I said, I, I've got him written down here at 25, 30 to 1. I think he's worth a shot. He, he's a guy that should contend this week, too. Yeah, listen, I, I, I bet the same two golfers every every week. It's Shane Lowry and Will Zalatoris, and one of these weeks <laughs> I'm going to win one of them. I think this week, though, I'm going to add in Cam Young, though, for you, okay? So we're gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll expand my portfolio to three. For this weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cameron Young, Cameron Young is, and Will Zalatoris, Zalatoris has got to improve his driving accuracy and his putting. But Cameron Young, I think, is the best young player I've seen come along in the past year. And he's got an all-round game. And the problem is, when I started betting him, his odds were up around 100 to 1, and now he's around 40 to 1. Wow. Yeah. I think I just said he's, he's, he's shorter than that here at Circa. So, Cam Young's at 20, yeah. 29 to 1 here at Circa. So... That's what I'm looking at right now. Zalatoris, 30 to 1. Lowry, 23 to 1. Those are the okay. odds on the board. Yep. Oh, hey. And Homa, 40, Homa 44 to 1. Yeah, Homa's worth a shot this week, too, I think. But, you know, I, I, the way I bet golf, I'm never, I'm never going to play the favorites. I'm not playing guys at 10 to 1, 12 to 1. Yeah. They don't win often enough for you, for you to get value at those type of prices. If a guy wins once or twice a year, you can't bet the favorites mm-hmm. in the tournaments. I love to look at the 20, 30, 40, 50 to one range, and you can find plenty of winners in that range. Well, I'm gonna, that's it. Those are the four that I'm betting. So we'll okay. se- hopefully we will celebrate come uh, Sunday. Matt, appreciate the time and the insight. I'll talk to you soon. You bet, Scott. Thanks, buddy. There is our very own Matt Humans. Catch him Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock Eastern time, hosting The Edge alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. Read his work every single week in point spread weekly and a good hit last week with Sam Burns winning in that playoff.
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including. Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best Bets, Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's a look ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. I really enjoyed the match today. No, it's not just because we hit the uh, Brady and Rodgers to go one up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. First, uh, that was nice, small little cash there. But I like these events. I think it's cool when they, you know, have a theme to them. And this clearly was the the theme with the NFL quarterbacks. Now, I'd like to see them do it for other sports. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know if like a bunch of hockey players would be as polarizing as the four elite quarterbacks that we saw here. But maybe you know some NBA players. J.R. Smith went back to college to be a college golfer. Can we get J.R. Smith to golf around? You know, give me like LeBron and, you know, how about the Banana Boat crew doing doing a match here in Vegas or do it down in Miami, whatever. Do like LeBron and Melo against uh, Wade and, and, you know, and Bosch or whatever. Well, no, Wade and CP3. That's the Banana Boat crew. You know, Wade and CP3 against LeBron and Melo. I mean, I'd watch things like that. I think it's cool. Um, and yes, it's bettable, which is nice, but I, I would like to see more creative events. We started to get the creative events during COVID, right? Cause there was nothing else going on. So they started to do these creative events. So, uh, I, I think it's, I think it was interesting. I started thinking though, as I was like handicapping this event. And if you listen to the segment we did last night with, um, 
Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast, and we kind of talked about this, and, and I, I, I thought about the quarterbacks, and if you needed one of them to make a putt, who would survive the pressure the most? And it wound up being Aaron Rodgers, sunk the putt at the end and got the win. And there's, it's like a correlation between that mentality and the mentality that they have as quarterbacks, as the guys that you don't want to give the ball back to if you have a lead late in the game. Under two minutes, like my father used to say this all the time about um, John Elway, right? Like, what is um, the mark of a great quarterback? And it is the guy that you do not want to give the football to in the closing minutes with a small lead. And obviously this was, he referenced the, the drive, right? The John Elway drive. And so it was, Elway was the guy. You don't want to give the football back to Elway. Well, I think it's clear that Brady's that guy. Aaron Rodgers is that guy. We know Patrick Mahomes just did it 13 seconds left and got his team two plays field goal range to tie the game, go to overtime. And Josh Allen, based on what we saw in that playoffs last year, stepped into that role. All four of these quarterbacks are guys that you don't want to give the football to when you have a small lead and the game is on the line. They're the guys that you want to be your leader and your quarterback when you're down and the game's on the line because they're going to engineer that final drive to take the lead or to tie the game. So when you compare these guys, I think it's so interesting that these four are probably the top four in the entire NFL that you would pick in that role. Like, first off, Tom Brady's got to be number one. Maybe it makes no sense to even go one through four, but can you argue anybody else in the NFL that would eclipse these four that we saw golf here on Wednesday. Is there any quarterback in the NFL that you could say, I'd rather have down three final two minutes with the football in their hands? Who would you rather have besides Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Josh Allen? Peyton Manning doesn't count. Drew Brees doesn't count. They're not active right now. Is it Dak Prescott? No, not over those guys. Stafford? No, not over those guys. Roethlisberger's not even active anymore, but I wouldn't take him over those guys. There's no one. There's no one in the NFL you would take over these four quarterbacks with the game on the line. And I think that's just a really interesting, you know, kind of synergy or something that these guys had in common. And when I watched them play golf, I just couldn't help but think about that. I couldn't help but think about there's no one else in the NFL that I would rather have with the game on the line than these four quarterbacks.
And so I started to think even further ahead. Like, who's going to be the MVP? And would you bet somebody outside of the four quarterbacks that we saw today? And I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you would. I mean, these would be the guys, right? Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back. Tom Brady just came off a season in which he led the league in passing yardage and touchdowns. Mahomes is Mahomes. And Josh Allen emerging as the guy. I mean, he was one of the favorites for a long time. Like, the favorite for a long time. Even when the Bills were losing games, he was the favorite still. I mean, could you argue Justin Herbert? Maybe. I think now you're getting cute in terms of like, oh, well, let me see where the value is money-wise. And maybe I'd rather take a shot on Justin Herbert than play one of these favorites. But, like, these are the four top MVP candidates. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing someone, but I I can't think of it. Hey, Herbert's the next guy up, right? Stafford, maybe. Dak, maybe. Russell Wilson, eh. No one else that's gonna be in that MVP discussion. At least right now. I mean, obviously someone can go out there and just have an inhuman season and we could be talking about you know, Lamar Jackson getting back to, you know, being elite and 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 being better than he was in his MVP season. Uh, we could talk about, you know, Dak or doing what Dak did times two. You know, and Kyler Murray having a monster year. I mean, there's there's a couple of guys that are intriguing, but no one I'd rather have right now than these top four. It was a very special day. I had a lot of thoughts going on in my head while I was watching this golf. It wasn't just about, uh, you know, because I listen. My bet was over after these guys did uh, went one up. So I was just watching and thinking and enjoying. I agreed with humans though. The commentary was a little. I mean, I know look, Charles Barkley's a star, right? I mean, but I don't need to hear uh, hear what he has to hear his thoughts on golf. There was one time where. Uh, uh, Brady used, I think he used either a wood or a hybrid to shoot a bump shot around the green, which I thought was pretty clever. I mean, I do that sometimes. I use my seven iron, though. I mean, he it was a pretty clever shot. And Barkley's like, I, I, I'd putt it from here. You know, like, all right, Barkley, like, I get it. Like, you know, you, you'd putt it from there. Like, but Brady actually made a good shot. And it was actually a pretty savvy and smart shot. Showed that he know, knew what he was doing. And even Aaron Rodgers at one point moved the, on that same shot, I think, moved the ball because you can move it within a club length, moved it to the rough so that he could have a little grass underneath him so that he can chip it up in the air. These guys are good golfers. These guys are savvy golfers. I know they'd take me for my money. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Game one of the NBA Finals is on Thursday night. I feel like we've done all the previewing we could do. So have we settled in on a play for the series? And specifically, 
a play for game one. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.